Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's the bluest room in town. Yeah, they're actually funny. Yes, it is the Blue Room, it is your weekly show, and it is that show that I think we all knew deep down we were going to have. We beat Bournemouth, we stay up. We said it was a hypothetical all season, didn't we, lads? <laughs> and now it has come to pass. Uh, I've got Warren Doyle and Les Roberts with me, Warren. I don't know, mate, are you, are you ready for it? Or I mean, we're still five days out, feels ages away. I'm, I'm weirdly calm, I think, because the nearer it gets to Sunday, the more nerve-wracking it will be. I think when you're not watching or you're not involved in something, i.e. no games, then you don't really feel attention. But I'll tell you what, after that game on Sunday, the West Ham game, and then the Leicester game on Monday night, God, if I, if I feel an eighth of what I felt watching them two games on Sunday, then we're in for a horrible, horrible day, one way or another. Uh, Les, how about you, mate? Um, I was speaking to Peter Mack at the weekend before the Wolves game, and he was saying he hadn't slept or anything. And I was feeling quite relaxed. I was like, I've, I've not been thinking about it, so I've not been like religiously watching every other team game. I've I've been pretty calm, but my arse has gone now, safe to say. I think after watching that game against Wolves and just scraping it right at the end, I watched the Leicester game, and I watched the... Leeds game, West Ham, on Sunday. I watched the Leicester game on Monday night. And yeah, I'm just, I'm really, really nervous about it now. This is this is the third one I've had, the third one of my lifetime, this. Well, we'll come on to that. But I, I agree with you. Like, the, the worst I felt at any point this season was in that little two-minute spell on Monday night where Leicester just started knocking the ball around. 
I don't, know, I don't know if you watched the full game, but anyone who did, did, who did will know what I mean. Because they didn't have a kick, did they, for the entire... I think they got up the eight, hop once in 85 yeah. minutes, didn't they? And it was, it was, and then all of a sudden, like, on 85 minutes, they just started knocking the ball around like they were prime 1970 Brazil. And you're like, what, what's going on here? <laughs> like, the Newcastle players couldn't play a five-yard pass. The crowd were getting edgy. Anthony Gordon had come on for fuck's sake, you know, just to make things even worse for them. <laughs> They'd missed a host of chances as well. Newcastle had near the post so many times, just that bad feeling. Missed from a yard out, mate, Anthony, yeah. yeah. Missed from a yard out, hit the post three times. And I was just thinking, like, oh my God, these, these are going to nick this. And then, I mean, when, when Castagna hit that shot, I, I think I passed into the shadow realm. My God, uh, I, I was on my knees in my living room. Like, was that, in, was that header, was that the worst miss ever? The Newcastle one, the Gumareish Guma, one. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be, hasn't it? it, it Everyone was celebrating, yeah. But it felt like they had that exact corner, Newcastle, like three times, and the keeper got under it three times, and every time he hit the post. Hmm. Okay, happened in the first half as well, didn't they? Yeah, hmm. I, I was also thinking watching that game. It's like if Leicester did win that, they definitely beat West Ham because hmm. they kind of looked like a functioning team in that last ten minutes. And it's like, well, Leicester fans are probably thinking, well, where's that been all season? Similar to the way we we did against Brighton, thinking, where's that been all season? And probably since, we won't see that again. But they must be thinking the same. Like, you know, the, the players are there to to do it. They're just not doing it. Um, they've, they've got a better squad than us, haven't they, I think, oh God, in terms yeah. of quality, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, well. it's just, yeah, as, as, as Sunday creeps closer and closer, I'm pretty sure everyone... We'll be feeling like this. The nerves are just getting worse. And I don't know what I'm going to be like on Sunday. I'll probably be in a heap in the den, be just in piles of Underberg bottles. <laughs> I mean, how, how did your match watching weekend go? Was 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 the work? Was there a, low, a particular low point for you? I mean, like I said, that that bit with Leicester started knocking around was bad for me. But I think those ten minutes or so where Leeds went ahead were, were particularly dark as well. Yeah, the, the I, th- I was particularly frustrated with us. I think that I don't think there was a lack of effort there from the players, but I just felt that we just needed a little bit of Im- impetus there, really, because of what was on the line. It just didn't feel like there was anything there. But you know, you've got to give them credit for going right to the end. And I think when somebody rang me and said, because I was trying to keep ahead and watch the game, and then someone rang me afterwards, or just sorry, just as the, the goal went in and rang me, really excited. You've equalised. You've equalised. And I was quite sort of down about it because I thought, well, we, we really needed the win. Um, but it turned out that it could be a really massive goal for us. That So I was quite low after the game. And I think that was in anticipation of maybe Leeds turning up and putting in a performance. I thought they probably would have been buoyed by our results. And the same with Leicester as well. I think when West Ham got going, I thought they looked really, really good, actually. And I think Leeds... Out of the, the three teams down there, I mean, I know it will change Sunday, but I think Leeds of the three teams down there probably look the most down out of, of all of them. Um, but then Leicester on Monday night, like you said, Matt, then I, there was a spell. Harvey Barnes was, kept getting the ball wide and taking players on and looking threatening. You're thinking they're going to they're gonna score here. And when Nick Pope made that save, I mean, look, if you want to argue forever and ever about England's number one, <laughs> for that save alone, Nick Pope can have it because I honestly thought that was us dead and buried. It, it felt very much like the Leeds goal, a snapshot, and it was just going to hit the back of the net. And I think Newcastle were probably a little bit, you know, we, they know they just needed the point. So I think probably they 
went on, you know, they didn't really have to get out of third, fourth gear to get that point. However, we probably would have wanted them to turn up and, and put in a scintillating performance just to make it a bit more comfortable for us. But yeah, it was um it was horrible. It's been horrible for a while. And I think just this whole I think somebody tweeted the other day the whole thing of consuming the whole weekend in terms of not just Everton's results, but everyone else's and, and trying to do the maths and trying to do the different situations where what's going to happen if this happens, if we score or goal difference. And you're just taking all this into account and all it does is just feed into that tension and that nervousness because ultimately we can't control it as fans. We can only do what we can do and that's what makes it even worse. So yeah, it's, it's been a tough, tough few weekends and I think one way or another, whatever happens on Sunday, I think in a way it'll be, you know, obviously it'll be horrible if the worst does happen, but kind of a relief in a way, whatever does happen, just to, just to get these last few weeks out of our system, because it, it is, it is really, it is really stressful. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I, I keep saying to people in work, I keep going, I wish I didn't care so much, you know, and I, there's a life outside of football and for a lot of people, you know, a lot of things going on at the minute in the world that, that is obviously vastly more important than football, but you can't help but care and you can't help but let it get to you and you can't help but let it affect your mood. It means that much to us. And uh, I think, as I say, one way or another, once Sunday's over, I think there'll be a mighty sigh of relief. And um, obviously, if we do stay up and, and and just to get it over with, and just to know, it's just to know. I think one way or another, what's going to happen will be uh, will be a relief in itself. Yeah, I think what made it worse as well was just like it was just a game on each day. Like it wasn't like they're all kicking off at three o'clock on the Saturday and we just get it out the way. It was like right, we've had, we we've sort of messed up. Let's hope Leeds don't capitalise. And then it's like, right, they've messed up. And then it's like it's like over 48 hours of just that, thinking about footy constantly. There was absolutely no need for that Leicester game to be on Monday <laughs> night. It, as you said, it just dragged it out for so long. After our game, you know, it, it was a weird one, our game, wasn't it? Because it wasn't the result we needed, but a point is better than nothing. It, it was hard to come out of that game too deflated. It was frustrating because, you know, Wolves were very good. We were even worse. We really did bottle that big chance that we had. Um, but we did get the last-minute equaliser, so that means we've got a little bit of momentum going into the next game. We didn't get beat. That was the main thing. But then to sort of have to go through Sunday and then have to wait till, like, 8 o'clock, well, 10 o'clock Monday night for that result, it was just, it was a nightmare. I think I'm just looking at the table now. I don't really think that Leicester results made too much of a difference because in my head, we just had to win against Bournemouth. Had Leicester beat Newcastle, completely different because no matter what we did, we could still go down. I think the fact that we've just got to win and it's in our hands that we've got to win, I think that's all we can ask for, isn't it? Um, it it's So I don't, I don't think it's the end of the world. It, the, only, the only thing for me is that it's give them a little bit of a a lifeline, I guess, getting a good draw away at Newcastle. But as I said, it, it doesn't take away from what we've got to do because I think no matter what, we've just got to win. We don't want to go into goal difference and things like that because um, I just I don't think I could cope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think the only way we go to goal difference is against Leeds, isn't it? Cause... Yeah, they're three, they're three worse off. Leicester are like six better off. So, yeah. I think everybody's got that. That, that it, permutations table as the screen say rather than the mm. on the, on the phone, <laughs> so there's a lot of green on that which is good there is a lot of green on it, which is nice yeah sorry Warren go on no I was just going to say I think I think 
I'm sure we'll talk more about the the implications of what happens on Sunday later on. But I think just staying up on goal difference is stressful enough in itself. We, you know, we should never be in a position where we've got to stay up on goal difference. And that's obviously if Leeds get a win and we draw, that's the situation there. Um, I I just I just worry about Leicester because I think like we talked about, they have got quality there. That's my worry, and I think West like you said. Yeah, I think like you, I mean, they West Ham have got the final to look forward to. You'd, you'd hope Moisey would like to do us a favour, but they're not going to risk and, and not want to risk either when, you know, they've got your first European final and it's coming up. So, that Leicester the, is my... The thing about that, Warren, which I didn't realise, is that it's over two weeks away, that final. Mm. It's, 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 like it's, it's two weeks away. Thursday. Yeah. So no, it's a Wednesday, isn't Wednesday? It's the Wednesday before the Champions League final, isn't it? Yeah, so sorry. Yeah, I think it's, t- I think it's 10 days. So, uh, do you? I mean, again, it's obviously this is it, you know Everton win. It's all about us, obviously. But mm. if you're in Moyes' position there, do you rest your entire team and then give them two and a half weeks without kicking a? Well, that's the thing, isn't it? You probably want to keep them fresh. You'd hope. I don't know. I, okay, it's it's it, it all boils down to us. Got to got to do what we have to do. And the thing I, I we were all sort of I'm sure it's been the same with everyone's WhatsApp groups, Everton WhatsApp group, but. A couple of the ones I mean, we were all a little bit down about about the weekend and Leicester drawing, and, and you know, I, and you know me, Matt. I always try to look for the positive if I can. And the positive I've come up with is that if you were the other two teams, you if we were in Leicester or Leeds' position, you'd want to be us. Mm-hmm. You'd want to have a game against Bournemouth at home to keep your survival and, and knowing that if you win. You know, I, I'd hate to be Leeds going into this weekend, for instance, because they know that we have to basically lose and Leicester have to lose for them to have any chance. Leicester's a bit of a different one in the sense that, obviously, they have to win, yes, but they can rely on us drawing in that situation. Um, so if you're the other two teams, you wish you were Everton. And I think we'd be fuming and we'd be really angry and upset at the minute if we were the other two teams. We definitely, if if you just saw... If you didn't know which teams were involved and you saw the situation as it was, you'd, you'd you'd pick us to be where we are. You'd want to pick us. So that's the positive I'm going into it. My feeling is I just think that I just think there's going to be a freak result out of somewhere. I think that the last day always throws up a couple of spanners in the works, doesn't it? It's, it's never as simple as the teams you'd expect to win, win, the teams you expect to draw, draw, and or whatever. I, I think that the tension gets to everyone. I think the fact that all eyes are going to be on the relegation spots where, you know, you've got the title sewed up, you've got top four more or less sewed up as well. I think all the eyes, and the, you know, the reason TV have picked the, the relegation games is because we're the only story left now in terms of league position. So that is my worry that, you know... I've just got this image of, of, of being there Sunday and everyone trying to figure out what the scores are in the other games. And, you know, Leicester or Leeds go one up. It's just going to it's just gonna reverberate around the ground. And I think it'll be impossible to keep that from the pitch. So we've got a big part to play. We've got a big part to play and not letting that nerves get to us and just keeping, keeping on top of it. And Les mentioned earlier about 94 and 98. I was there in 94. I was only a kid then, but I do remember the crowd vaguely being up for it the whole game um, the, the, the Chelsea sorry not the Chelsea the, the Coventry game in 98 I watched on TV and that was horrible and again I was only young I was only sort of preteen at that stage and that was horrible as well so as an adult now I'm, I'm dreading Sunday for, for that um, you just hope that 
you just hope that, you know, maybe Leicester go 1-0 down on Leeds 1 and that'll just get a cheer around the ground going. It'll get everyone going. And then we've just got to try and do what we can do then, I suppose. But it, it's, yeah, I mean, we keep saying it, don't we? it's going to be horrible. Yeah, I think the, the, the way you put it there in regards to, you know, it, it, it's it's straightforward, but it's so true. Like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't swap positions, you know. You, you wouldn't want to you wouldn't want to trade our position for, for what Leicester or West Ham are in. It's, it's so right. And in the same breath, I mean... <laughs> Take out the fact that Bournemouth is a bit of a, a, a bogey team for us. I mean, would you swap our fixtures for any our fixture for any of theirs? Um, all, they all feel much of a muchness to me, really. Like you know, they've all got different reasons to not be asked or a bit shit. Yeah, do you know what? I think uh, this could come back to bite me. I think I'd sooner have Bournemouth at home than West Ham, um, purely because they. See, this this is how your mind works as a football fan, isn't it? I'm looking at Leicester playing West Ham. I'm thinking they'll beat them because West Ham will rest players. But then if West Ham were playing Everton, I'd be thinking, well, West Ham are going to be bang up for this because they want this, they're going to want this momentum going into the final. So it just messes with your head, doesn't it? The sort of the perception of what each other team's got. Who's Leeds got again? Tottenham at home. Tottenham at home. I wouldn't want that either. If we, if we had Spurs, you'd just be thinking Richarlis is going to send us down, wouldn't yeah. you? That, that would be the, the thing going through everyone's head going into that yeah. game. No, I think I'd think sooner have our fix it out, out of all of them. As Warren said, there's always a surprise result. I am hoping that's going to be us beating Bournemouth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, if anyone, yeah, if anyone wants to avoid getting even more nervous, do not look at our last seven games against them because it does not make for good reading. Hello, it is Ryan and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Well, uh, before we speak about what Sunday might be like, you know, you both sort of said there, and um, Leslie, you've been, been through two in person. Warren, you said you were there in, in 94. Um, I, I wasn't in either of those games. So this is like my first one, really. And there's going to be a generation of Evertonians who go into this game. Um, I'm sure some of our younger listeners not knowing what to expect. Um what what's it like, Les, when you've got to get a result at Goodison on the last day of the season to keep your Premier League status? And maybe not, you know, certainly ninety eight. We weren't even guaranteed a result would do it for us. Were we? I mean, no. you you've always made a big distinction between ninety four and ninety eight in the past and the atmospheres and, and the way in which it was. Yeah, they were, they were both both massively different. Um, and I think I think the thing with ninety four is there was there was a definite sense that we, we can't go down. Like we'd won the league seven years earlier, and I know no one, and us especially, don't have that sort of God-given right to anything. But you just kind of think, seven years after winning the title, and this is pretty much the position Leicester are in now. To be honest, you think, well, you can't possibly go down. It, it just what it just didn't compute with us. Different for Leicester because they've been an up and down team, but we just haven't. So it was just like, well, no, we won't go down. We just don't do that. Then when it again happened in '98, it was like, well, actually, yeah, we could, because the team was that much worse then. Um, and I think this has kind of got echoes of that 98 thing now because we know this team's bad. It's markedly worse than last season. Um, and I think it's hard to call what it's going to be. Like, I think it's going to be very, very nervous. Um, there'll probably be that first five minutes where everyone's up for it. 
if we don't do anything in that first five minutes, that's when the nerves will start kicking in, I think. Um, was that what it was like in, in 98 as well? Like, was it, was it just, was it just, the people, you know, and it, obviously it could be different at the weekend, but I imagine there would have been similar frustration about the season at the players. And obviously there's been times this season where, you know, it was at Bournemouth, wasn't it? Where the players just got completely turned on by the fans. And as much as I'm sure everyone's going to go in there with the best intentions, like you said, and get behind the team, you know, it kind of feels like it won't take much for everyone to be thrown in and nervous and anxious you know, yeah. based on what's at stake and what could be going on elsewhere. Yeah, I think I think in '94 there was there was a massive silence when that second went in, um, and then I think it was the penalty that sort of got everyone back up for it, in a way, and that sort of threw us a lifeline because don't forget at the time Wimbledon were a very good team. Uh, I think they were going for Europe at that point, and they were all on a massive bonus if they got into Europe. Um, so yeah, it's and in '98 I don't know. I, it's really I seem different. to remember Farrelly scoring. He scored fairly early, didn't he? It was like within the first 15 minutes, I seem to remember. I think, yeah, I think so. And then Barnby missed the penalty, didn't he? Yeah. I can't remember if that came before or after Dion Dublin's goal. That was to make it 2-0. Yeah, it would have been 2-0. Would that have been 2-0? Um, yeah, red bastard. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it's 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 hard to compare because I just feel like going the game now was so much more different to what it was then. I don't want to shout, do the old man shelter cloud thing, <laughs> but it, it does feel quite different because back then in the lead up to the game, you basically had your mates and your family to talk to. That was it. Now it's on Sky Sports News, Rolling News, which I don't think it was then. It might have been, but anyway, you've got Twitter, you've got all social media, you've got your WhatsApp groups. It's constant leading up to this game. So I think the pressure feels a lot more. And that that could be why sort of players get it more in the neck now. Because it's it feels like a bigger jeopardy for all of us. Although going down at any point in our history would have been terrible, certainly in the last 30 years, uh, however long we've been supporting them between us. I think now, because it's so... It, it's a bigger part, I think, of our lives now because it takes up so much of, of headspace, basically, because you're always talking to your mates about it. It's never quite far away from any conversation you have. Even if you're doing something completely different away from football, you might get a message on WhatsApp about something or scroll through Twitter, see something about Everton. Suddenly it's back in your mind. So I think it's very different to sort of go in the game and supporting a football team now. It just adds an extra layer of stress. I'm really getting more worried as this conversation goes on. Sorry, sorry, <laughs> sorry for us. Sorry for asking. No, no, it's, it's fine. I think I think I need to I need to get this out of my system so I don't just become a quiver and wreck on Sunday. Are, are we? Sorry, sorry, just just quickly, lads as well. How, how are your lads dealing with it? Because you've got two lads, obviously, who haven't been through this. Yeah, <laughs> how are they feeling in the build to all this? Because I've not really, you know, I've not really got any younger Evertonians in my family, and and for them, you know, we added a bit last season, but this. Scenario in particular is yeah. it's really new. It must be really hard for them as well. We've not we've not spoken about it much, really. To be honest, I don't think they're getting any stick in school. Or I mean, Jay's at college now, so it's different there. I don't think Joe's getting any stick in school. Um, I don't think he's getting any pity either. I just I don't know. I I've not really spoken to them about it that much. Um, yeah, Jay will be with under a pile of underbergs with me in the Denby probably. Yeah, I was going to say might might be for the best. Uh, yeah. Warren, you must be getting stick in school though. Off. Off at your students and stuff. So it's it's funny one because I'm I mean for those who don't know I've I've said it a few times I, I'm currently uh, down teaching down south at the moment and for me it's a it's a weird one I do get to stick off the kids because you know 
post, like when when you can get a chance to to sort of wind your teacher up, you're gonna do it, aren't you? But it's a funny one because I think because I it's quite well known between the staff how, how big an Evertonian I am. And I've got people actually coming up to me going, Oh, wish you good luck. And you wish from me luck as if I've got something to do with it. Um but I think people generally can tell if Everton got beat or Everton won how I am in the week. And, and it, you know, I, I try to be as positive as always, you know, in work and whatever. But Must have been a grumpy teacher this last couple of years. <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Weirdly, weirdly, it's been, it's almost been like a, it's going into work's almost been like a, a relief in itself just to get away from it all. I know that sounds crazy because, you know, the job can be stressful as it is anyway. But it, it has been a good thing to take your mind off football and wise. Um, but yeah, it, it's been a funny one because as I say I've had people wishing me luck and, and hoping I have a good weekend. And people who, who've got no affinity to Everton whatsoever are cheering them on for me. Um, there's a there's a guy I work with him where he's a Plymouth Argyle fan and he's obviously over the moon at the minute. And he's been saying to me, you know, as much as it'd be nice to to have you in a fiction next season, I really hope you stay up and I'll be cheering you on and just little things like that. So it, it, it's it's been that side of it's nice. Um, and just going back to what Les was saying, I remember you um, coming on the show and saying about how 94 felt very, um, a bit like last season like after the Palace game, quite celebratory because it, it wasn't expected and we thought we were going to be fine after that. And 98 felt very much, the, the after the initial relief and celebration, there was the anger there directed towards the board. And I can see parallels with that this time around. I mean, I know last season was a celebration. Let's face it, it was because we didn't expect to be in that position. We had some incredible moments during the season towards the end of last season, which enabled us to stay up. And then, we, you know, we're obviously going into that last day relaxed and, and you know, just hoping the City could win so that Liverpool didn't win the title. And then you fast forward to this season and I, I think there's going to be I think there's going to be anger again after the final whistle, regardless of if we stay up or go down, because it is a very different feel. I think people have had enough. I think the fan base is just tired now uh, of, of, of being... I think people can accept to a degree if we have bad seasons here and there, but I think to be in the position we have been the last two seasons, I think it's a massive wake-up call for a lot of Evertonians now. And I think a lot of people are going to start asking a lot of questions about... Like we have done this season about the run of the club and things like that. And I think that will go into the, the the thought process after the game on Sunday. So yeah, so it's 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 very much a difficult one. Um I do have to say though, just very quickly before you make another point, Les, that I still haven't felt as low after the game this season as I did in the Burnley game last season. I thought we were dead and buried. Mm. Even though we're the worst team, I know this sounds mad. Even though we're the worst team, I still think we're in a better position, if that makes sense, than last season. Even though we stayed up prior to the last day, so yeah, I mean, it's just the parallels with '94 and '98. I think are very much there between last season and this season, definitely. Yeah, I know what you mean about that. Actually, about the uh, the Burnley game because that was getting beat by a relegation rival, wasn't it? Mm. <laughs> from you know, from a position of ascendancy. So it's kind of like you you just felt like the arse had fallen out of us completely then. Um, thankfully, I hadn't, obviously. But just going to say, have either of you sort of run through how you might feel on Sunday if we go down? I, I keep running through in my head and I can't, I can't think of how I will possibly feel if it happens. I'm quite thinking about it now. I'm quite ambivalent because it's not, it's not happened. But when it does happen, it will hit like a hammer. But I yes. don't know how I'll feel. 
it's... you can go over in your head the, the the possibility of it, and you can you can go over in your head that you know there'll be blues out there who think it's we are going to get relegated, and there'll be blues out there who think we're going to stay up. But the ones who think we're possibly going to go down, it'll be in the head the, the prospect of it. But like you said, until you finally get that confirmation of it, that's that's when it's going to really hit. It's like anything, isn't it? I mean, you know, to go on a bit of a sombre thing, it's like if someone dies it, it, or, and you're expecting it, or, you know, it's a terminal illness, for instance, it, it's not the shock until it actually does happen. Um, I know that's not the best of analogies, but it'll be a similar thing someday. I think we've all got an idea it could happen and it very well might happen, but until it actually does, yeah. I don't know how I'm going to react. I, I know I'll be very dejected and probably not want to be around anyone, but I think you, I don't know. It's just, it's not a feeling we've had to go through, really, is it? So it's it's hard to say. Yeah, it's like it, when you're speaking there, it's a bit like that you see in the most recent succession episode, but it's like when Roman Roy sees the coffin. Like it's it's different beforehand to, to what it is afterwards. And that, that realization does completely hit. So it's, I, I, I just think it's like it'll just be like silence. I just, I can, I just imagine it being like stunned silence and then anger. Like yeah. I think there's been times. In the past, we've seen teams go down and the players are dejected and they walk around the pitch and they actually get a polite round of applause off their fans. I, I, I mean, I cannot see that happening in the slightest. I think it will be also shock horror initially and then it will give way to, to anger towards the boardroom or the empty seats there, um, depending on whether they turn up or not for this one. Um, but it's... <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's mad to even, like, because I think what what's so scary about this, and I think in, in some senses, you know, you are right that you said, again, people said throughout the season, if you I'll take beating Bournemouth at home on the last day to stay up, and we might not even have to do that. You know, I think it's Jack Carlisle that keeps constantly reminding us that Leeds and Leicester are also shite. So don't, don't, you shouldn't be so worried about, about them. But it's like, it's the, it's the idea of there's, there's no... There's no tomorrow, is there after after Sunday? Like we've had we've had Fulham at home, and we like we've all said on on, on WhatsApp or in the pub or on on these shows. Like I think that's all done now. But there's always a little bit. Them. There's always a little you bit in the back them. of your mind which thinks, well, maybe if we do this, we do this, we won't be. And then you've had Newcastle, like you said there, one and we all thought, right, well, now we, we are definitely down. You know, I remember Matt Flusk, the most positive blue I know, saying. We probably got about a one in five chance of staying up now. And I was like, bloody hell, if Matt's thinking like that, then we really are. We really are deep in the ship. But but we've all like even after that, it's always like, right, well, we've got chances still. You know, we've got home games, we've got um an away game against a relegation rival and, and walls, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. But it's like on off the Sunday, that's it. It's it's the idea of being like, well, there's no there's no wolves away to come, there's no Bournemouth at home to come. Now you, you you've used it all, and that is that is a bit scary. Like we can't kick the can down the road anymore. We we know we're booting it against a, a wall now, and that that is worrying. Um, it's frightening. And it's frightening. you know, I'll come back to you first on this, Warren. Um, not only are the eyes of the football world going to be on Everton, which is is never really good, as we know. Um, but they're going to have to do this without certainly the two right backs they've got in Patterson and Coleman, mm. uh, potentially without Mikalenko and. Also, almost certainly, by the looks of it, without the their only real serious centre forward option at the football club, and that you know, it's, that in itself is, you know, you factor in the pressure, 
the focus, the nerves is going to make it bad enough for, for a full strength Everton team without, without those. Certainly, you know, God, you'd love to have Seamus Coleman on the pitch for a game like this one year at the weekend. He, he's going to be a huge miss, but certainly without Parson and without Darman, potentially without Mikalenko as well, it's it's going to be another jumbled up team again going out there to do this. Yeah, it is. It's 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 very frustrating, very frustrating, particularly with the, the Calvert-Lewin situation. Um you know, you you think we've we've gone so long without him to to keep him from situations like what's occurring now, and it's happened again. It's just it couldn't have happened, you know, during the Bournemouth game when we were two 0 up. It would have to happen last week or whatever. So yeah, it's um, it's it it just plays into the 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 tension again and the nerves, knowing that we haven't got those players available. You'd hope that you know you'd hope that for a one off game. The players like Gray, um, the players like maybe if Sims comes on, Holgate maybe to come in at right back. I don't know. Do you hope that they can step it up for for a one-off occasion? You know, and, and I think a lot of them are going to be playing for their futures as well because I, I can't see if we go down, I can't see many of them players still being in an Everton shirt next year. And then where are they going to go? I don't think we're going to get many takers for the players we've got currently. There's, there's only a couple of players who I think would, you know, Pickford's. Um, you know, possibly a few others, but I, I don't think there's no one that screams out where you go. Yeah, they're definitely going to be, you know, picked up by a, by another Premier League club. So I think a lot of them have got a lot to play for, and you'd hope that it'd spare them on. Um, I've seen ideas about you know playing the McNeil and Awobi at wing backs, and then playing three centre backs. I've seen that people argue, you know, don't change the formation, go with go with what we've got. Um, I would like to see McNeil back in a, in a foot more forward position. I think to have probably our best player in the last few weeks, creative wise and goal scoring wise, playing at left back last weekend was a massive mistake. So we need to try and get him more further forward because he can he can influence things as you show in the Brighton. Um, it's, I mean, where'd you start? I mean, I can't even think of a team. What I'd, what I'd select? I think I think I'd. See, this is the other thing now. Now I'm getting nervous um, thinking about the team. I think I'd probably go Gray just for the fact of he's got something in him. He's got a bit of speed. He can get in behind their defence. He can push us further up the field. I think he did all right in a couple of games, particularly the Forest game. So I'd possibly go with him and Holgate at right back. I don't know what you do for a left back. Well, I mean, yeah. Mikalenko, Mikalenko feels like he could. I think the way the manager spoke last week, it seemed like he could be available for this one. And I thought he was brilliant against Brighton. I know he's got some yeah. stick this season, rightly so, but I thought he was brilliant. And I think just having players who can play in their position and keeping the squad, the, the side balance will be will be a massive help. Um, it's 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 tough. I mean, we've we've just got to. I think I think the the you know get it towards the Gladys Street and they'll suck it in the goal is going to be the biggest thing this 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 weekend. Um, we're going to have to rely on that a little bit to, to a degree. But yeah, yeah, look, it's it's just gonna it's just we just don't know what's gonna what to expect to be. And I think when that team comes out at what 3 30 pm, there's gonna be people complaining about it. There's gonna be people going, what else can we do? We've just got to go with it, haven't we? It's all we can do now in this last game. Like you said, Matt, there's no tomorrow then. Yeah. Um Les, I remember under um, Marcus Silva when his go-to strategy seems to be bring the strikers on when we were losing games and we'd lose all semblance of shape and structure and it would always get a bit messy. Um, Dice just seems to be bring the centre-backs on, doesn't it? Yeah. Uh, Michael Keane and Mason Holgate coming on uh, at the weekend and you know the three of them linking up for 
for that goal. I mean, is is the scope to do anything mad with this? I mean, the fact that he was going to Keane as a centre forward before Mope and, and Sims even, you know, Sims obviously didn't get on the pitch before Mope even came on. Um, surely it's it's not the time to go that mad in a game like this, but certainly with, with 20 minutes to go and you look at the options we've got on the bench, it wouldn't be a surprise to see Keane flung up there again, would it? Yeah, I know I've been pushing for um, Keane to become the new Paul Warriors, but I didn't actually think it would happen. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm very worried about how the manager's going to deal with this on Saturday. Like, really worried. Um, he, he seems to put his faith in Mope to start in these situations when Calvert-Lewin's not there. The fact that he Sims doesn't even appear to be in the conversation just blows my mind, really. You know, he, he what was the last thing he did for us? Came on and scored that goal against Chelsea, wasn't it? I think, and then he's barely had the look in since. Can't be played any minutes at all, has he? No, like, since then, so he, he got thrown in at Anfield, he got thrown in at Old Trafford, didn't he? There was only two starts, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, to start. I mean, it's like you know, you, you can't you can't judge a young player on two, those, those are his only two starts, like. Two of the hardest grounds to go and play at, um, and yeah, and you know, since he came in and he, he did well against Chelsea to get that equaliser, we've, we've barely seen him. It's dead, dead weird. Um, as you say, the left back issue with Mikalenko's not there. I don't know what we do because, as Warren said, um, you know, McNeil might be a decent option to put there, but then you take away any threat he's got going forward, and he's he's been our most creative player, hasn't he? You know, he's he's setting up goals, he's lashing crosses, and he's scoring goals. If he's at left back, he's not going to do that. So it's it's. I'm really quite scared of what the manager's going to do for this. He might go to three at the back, but then you know you're shifting the whole formation of the team for one last game. It's. it's I suppose Cody's like, available again, isn't he? Which might come into it. He is, yeah. I suppose so, yeah. But it just, it just feels like you you don't want to make too many changes to the system, but given the injury list, it, it's kind of a little bit impossible not to. Um, I said, I, as Warren said, I'd agree. I'd, I'd go with Gray up front, but I've just got a horrible feeling he'll go with Mope. And it's like, you know, the last, the last thing we need going into that game is two. Well, what is it? Half four kickoff, half yeah. three. We look at that team sheet, and our hearts collectively sink at what we've seen, like the Fulham game. You know, it it sounds a bit melodramatic, but I think that knocked stuffing out of a lot of people before the game even kicked off. Because we were expecting Calvert Lewin to play, he didn't. Fair enough, but then he threw he threw Mopey in to start, didn't he? It was like, well, what are you going to get from that? Um, actually, I just I think that's the last thing we can do with that sort of deflatory moment an hour before kickoff. Um, so I don't know. I think that that is the biggest worry for me. You know, regardless of whether Bournemouth decides to play Stanislas in what is next game this season or something. Um, he's, oh, he's, if, he, if he's if he's on the bench. Oh. God, that will just run. It comes on. Yeah. yeah. But that's it. You know, aside from anything Bournemouth do, I'm quite worried about what Dice is going to do. To be fair, he hasn't got very many options. You know, mm. a lot of people are saying he's. there's been a lot of red flags for me, but I, I can take the point that he has had a, t- a tough job because the hand he's been dealt has been pretty bad because that is a rank squad. I'm Victoria Cash. Thanks for calling the Lucky Land Hotline. If you feel like you do the same thing every day, press 1. If you're ready to have some serious fun for the chance to redeem some serious prizes, press 2. We heard you loud and clear. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com right now and play over 100 social casino-style games for free. Get lucky today. 
at LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Oh. Do you know if you went with the, you know if you went with the, you know, we're saying there about the change in formation. Balance-wise, it would make sense because you've got your three centre-halves and if you've got Cozy to come back in, you've got energy and legs in in the wing-backs if you were to put a Roby and McNeil there. You could, you could play the three midfielders of Garner, Garner and Anana there. And then you've got, you know, your Decore and Gray as the, as your forward option. So from a balance point of view, yeah. it makes complete sense. Obviously, Cody's used to put it all. The record, it's been always said, hasn't it, that Cody's best performances, both for England and for Wolves, are always in that back three. However, as you quite rightly pointed out, Les, to, to completely change what you've been doing the last six, seven, eight weeks, whatever, or longer, for one game, does that, does that you know, confuse things? Does that make things worse? And you know, it just saying that team then, I mean, that sounds balanced. And I think that wouldn't give everyone the kick in the gut what the Fulham game did, like you referenced there. However, that's a big risk to take with the last game of the season where we need we need at least a point. Um, because, you know, I think the other two are going to have to go for it anyway. So we need at least a point and then possibly the win if obviously Leicester are winning. So, yeah, it's... Um, it's 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 gonna be a, it's gonna be an interesting team choice, I think, come Sunday. Going going yeah. five at the back of this one feels a little bit mangala at the Emirates, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. I feel like I think me I think me and you've said in the past, Les, and forgive me if it wasn't you, that like playing a back five is like just something that you do in desperate situations, but it feels like it needs like a long time to to properly get it right. Because like, like playing as a wing back is not the same as playing as a full back or as a, as a wide midfielder. And playing as a centre back on the right of a three is not playing as a centre back on the on the right of a two. There are like there are little nuances and and things in regards to your spacing and where you get the ball and you know, even where you stand from from goal kicks that take a lot of time yeah. to get used to. And like you look at us, you know, you're both absolutely right. I think you look at Cody suited for a back three. Um, Holgate, I think, in particular, suited to that right centre-back position. You know, that's if you're going to play him anywhere for me, that's probably his, his, his best position. Um, we've got loads of central midfielders we can pack in front of them, but it's just, you just throw it throw it all together on Sunday and, and hope it works and hope something just sort of springs from it. Because, I, I mean, I've, I haven't done this before, but I reckon if you went back through all of Sean Dice's Premier League games as a manager... I don't think he would have started with five at the back in any of them. He feels very much a four-five-one or a four-four-two fella. And the only time I think I've really ever seen him use it was you know, against City when the game was lost and he brought Cody on just four. We're going to just go five-four-one here and protect our goal difference. So do you just like do you just throw that together on Sunday and hope it works, or have you got to throw it together because of the options you've got? Like I think my, my hope is that Mikalenko is fit and he can put Holgate. I probably play Holgate at right back. I think. Stick with those two centre backs, and then usual midfield with um, Gray in for for Carver Lewin, and just and just hope that you can rekindle some embers of the blueprint that we used against Brighton that was so so effective. Yeah, it's weird for me because as Warren said when he when he mentioned that team with the three at the back, as he said that does sound that balanced, and I I think I'd be happier seeing that than sort of a patched up Michalenko and Holgate at right back. I think I'd be happy happy to see that team out, but just doing it like that for a one-off, mm. you know, particularly, if you, as you said, you've, you've got to work on this formation because your full-backs can get caught out, particularly if you're playing wing-back and you're not used to it. Your centre-backs don't really know where to go. You can leave that massive hole 
in the wing position, which I think didn't we do that against Palace when they wallop yeah. us? Yeah. And it's just it's that simple ball into the, the, the channels there and the opposition they're in. So it's like we can't just do it for one game, but if we did, I could see the logic behind it. The mm-hmm. Wobie was great at white right wing back yeah, he, he last year, wasn't there. he, in the running? Yeah. Like that's that's where he played really well. Um right, I'm not gonna ask you for predictions. I'm gonna ask you I'm gonna try and end on a positive note. Um who's gonna be our Gareth Farrelly or Barry Horn on, on Sunday? Who, who's gonna be the the hero that scores the goal or makes the tackle or the save or whatever to, to keep us up? Is it, is, it, is, is it going to be Louis McKenney again from Just Stop Oil coming on on 89, 1-0 down, just get the game called off, season rescinded and we go again in August? Do you know what, Matt? On yeah, I, I said on this, you know, I said you, know, you might have to, uh, you might have to clip this recording and play it back in May if I'm, you know, right or wrong. But I said last time I appeared on here, I said Everton don't do relegations. There's something about us, I think, that just no matter how bad things get, things seem to go our way. You know, when when we were one 0 down, uh, sorry, not we, when West Ham were one 0 down on Sunday, they managed to get back and win that Nick Pope save. The fact that Matt Fluss said to you, "There's a one in five chance Everton stay up," and then the very next game we'd be Brighton five one, things like Ooh. that. You know, things like that <laughs> just seem to go for us now. Look, of course we could go the, down. Madison penalties, the one as well. I was thinking about that last yeah, night. Yeah, Madison. You know, we scored. <laughs> Just little things through the season. We seem to pick up results. We seem to do things. I'm going to stick with that. And I'm going to say Everton don't do relegations and we will stay up. And I think the hero is going to be Alex Awobi. Les, you said Neil Mopay there. I'm going to stick with Neil Mopay, you know. I was just going to go with I just think he's been that bad this season. He's already scored against West Ham. And apparently he always scores against West Ham. I've got a few West Ham mates and they hate him. Because he always scores against them. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna go with him. You know, he's gonna come on at the end and like and win it for us. Because I think Gareth Farley was as unlikely, if not potentially even more unlikely, a hero in the Coventry game. Um, so yeah, maybe something mad like that. I don't think we I don't think we had could handle waiting that long to sort of secure the win or get the winning goal. But yeah, I'm gonna go with that. He's, he's gonna come on, keep us up, and then he'll go in the summer. Matt. I'm gonna go for Yerry Yerry Mina. Yerry Mina. Mina. Yeah. He's been great, hasn't he? He's been great since he's come back into the team. Um mm. proper warrior, great defender, leader. And let's be honest, the most likely route to go for us is from a set piece, isn't it? Yeah. You know. Mm. Um I think it's gonna I think it's gonna be Yerry. But I mean, hopefully, he just get, he just gets a couple early on. We, you know, we can all relax. But... Yeah, is, is, would a routine win be too much to ask? Come on, it, it, mm. would it be a bit? Would it be a bit of an anticlimax if we were two 0 up in ten minutes? <laughs> oh, give me, give me all the anticlimaxes you want, please. I'll take it. Just, just very quickly before we go, Les, you asked earlier about, um, or Matt, I can't remember which one of you it was. Asked earlier, what do you think your reaction will be oh, yeah. if we if we go down? What's your reactions going to be if we stay up? Are you going to be celebratory or are you going to be like, I think what I'm going to be is just total head in hands. Thank God for that. Let's get the pub and just get, get a few drinks down me so I can finally relax. Yeah, I reckon that's what I'll be like. I was like that initially last season because it felt like, and I think as you said before, one, I think that, that's why this season's been like, like a real kick in the plums because we didn't, 
last season we didn't expect it. This season we didn't expect it. And it felt like last season, right, we've got another chance here. We've got another crack at the Premier League. We can't mess it up again. We did. This feels very much like if we stay up, this is our last crack at it. We've got to get this right because if we're any worse next season, we'll definitely go down. Um, So, yeah, I think think it will be just sort of relief. And let's get back the ball. I, I, I... I think if we are 2 up on 10 or 20 and it's like done early on, I think that's what it will be. But and like I hope it's I hope it's not. And like I could sit here now and say, like, I, I want to be like what you just described, Warren, with like head in hands, like just you know, annoyed at them all and wanting to just get back to the pub and get all about the season. But come on, if if, if we score in the 80th minute or 85th minute to, to win the game and, and yeah. stay up, you you know. Football is just like you know, it's such an emotional game. And like this is this is the thing about like protests against the board and, and all that sort of stuff and finding the right time to do it. And you know, the ideal time to do it, I think, would be after the game mm. on Sunday, wasn't it? Like after after we've stayed up and like yeah. everyone can like can organize it. But like if we score later on, like oh yeah, people, you know, oh we'll be yeah. I mean, I think bouncing, like, I think even if we if you know it's the sixtieth minute and we're three 0 up, God hoping, you know, we'll all be bouncing and celebrating. I just think once when that final whistle does go, I think it'll be an initial twenty minutes, half hour of yes, we've stayed up, and then I think I think it'll very quickly turn to like what we've talked about early in the show, where there will be more protesting or whatever. Yeah, uh, just two things as well. Just to say, don't run on the pitch because no. we, we're due a massive fine already, I think. So, you know, even if Yerry does score in the 90th minute, just, you know, hug the people in your seat. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, no fireworks. No fireworks outside the Bournemouth Hotel. Do not want them getting any more so of game than they need to be. So if, mm. if you're sat at home with a big box of rockets, just save until November next year. It's a great point, Matt. It's a yeah. great point. Just, oh God, can't, can't be arsed with us getting relegated. And then Bournemouth posted some cringy Twitter message about there were fireworks at Goodison Park today, weren't there? Oh. Wink, wink, or something like that. Just yeah. a bit off. Like, they're not going to be arsed. They shouldn't be arsed. Don't give them a reason to be arsed. Yeah. Their, their fans are here for a party anyway because they've stayed up. So just let them enjoy it and don't give them any incentive to want to beat us more. Yeah. If you're going to do anything, cut the lecky off at the hotel so you have like a home alone thing where they all sleep in. Yes. Get the wet bandage around. <laughs> That's the one. Uh, <laughs> right. We'll leave it there, lads. Uh, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll, we'll see everybody. <laughs> just, I feel like exhausted just talking just, about yeah. it. So just, just, it? Just, end, just end it with, see you later. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, 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 I mean, we'll all, be, we'll all be around after the game on Sunday uh, mm. for a mega post-match. No doubt. Um, loads more to come in the build up to that, but yeah, <laughs> exhausted already. Uh, no doubt you all are too. But yeah, we will see you on the other side. Off the top of Network. 
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.